section thirteen of fairy tales from hans christian andersen this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by betty b fairy tales from hans christian andersen translated by mrs edgar lucas the steadfast tin soldier there were once five and twenty tin soldiers all brothers for they were the offspring of the same old tin spoon each man shouldered his gun kept his eyes well to the front and wore the smartest red and blue uniform imaginable the first thing they heard in their new world when the lid was taken off the box was a little boy clapping his hands and crying soldiers soldiers it was his birthday and they had just been given to him so he lost no time in setting them up on the table all the soldiers were exactly alike with one exception and he differed from the rest in having only one leg for he was made last and there was not quite enough tin left to finish him however he stood just as well on his one leg as the others on two in fact he is the very one who is to become famous on the table where they were being set up were many other toys but the chief thing which caught the eye was a delightful paper castle you could see through the tiny windows right into the rooms outside there were some little trees surrounding a small mirror representing a lake whose surface reflected the waxen swans which were swimming about on it it was altogether charming but the prettiest thing of all was a little maiden standing at the open door of the castle she too was cut out of paper but she wore a dress of the lightest gauze with a dainty little blue ribbon over her shoulders by way of a scarf set off by a brilliant spangle as big as her whole face the little maid was stretching out both arms for she was a dancer and in the dance one of her legs was raised so high into the air that the tin soldier could see absolutely nothing of it and supposed that she like himself had but one leg that would be the very wife for me he thought but she is much too grand she lives in a palace while i only have a box and then there are five-and-twenty of us to share it no that would be no place for her but i must try to make her acquaintance then he lay down full length behind a snuff-box which stood on the table from that point he could have a good look at the little lady who continued to stand on one leg without losing her balance late in the evening the other soldiers were put into their box and the people of the house went to bed now was the time for the toys to play they amused themselves with paying visits fighting battles and giving balls the tin soldiers rustled about in their box for they wanted to join the games but they could not get the lid off the nutcrackers turned somersaults and the pencil scribbled nonsense on the slate there was such a noise that the canary woke up and joined in but his remarks were in verse the only two who did not move were the tin soldier and the little dancer she stood as stiff as ever on tiptoe with her arms spread out he was equally firm on his one leg and he did not take his eyes off her for a moment then the clock struck twelve when pop up flew the lid of the snuff-box but there was no snuff in it no there was a little black goblin a sort of jack-in-the-box tin soldier said the goblin have the goodness to keep your eyes to yourself but the tin soldier feigned not to hear ah you just wait till to-morrow said the goblin in the morning when the children got up they put the tin soldier on the window frame 
and whether it was caused by the goblin or by a puff of wind i do not know but all at once the window burst open and the soldier fell head foremost from the third story it was a terrible descent and he landed at last with his leg in the air and rested on his cap with his bayonet fixed between two paving stones the maid-servant and the little boy ran down at once to look for him but although they almost trod on him they could not see him had the soldier only called out here i am they would easily have found him but he did not think it proper to shout when he was in uniform presently it began to rain and the drops fell faster and faster till there was a regular torrent when it was over two street boys came along look out said one there is a tin soldier he shall go for a sail so they made a boat out of a newspaper and put the soldier into the middle of it and he sailed away down the gutter both boys ran alongside clapping their hands good heavens what waves there were in the gutter and what a current but then it certainly had rained cats and dogs the paper boat danced up and down and now and then whirled round and round a shudder ran through the tin soldier but he remained undaunted and did not move a muscle only looked straight before him with his gun shouldered all at once the boat drifted under a long wooden tunnel and it became as dark as it was in his box where on earth am i going to now thought he well well it is all the fault of that goblin oh if only the little maiden were with me in the boat it might be twice as dark for all i should care at this moment a big water rat who lived in the tunnel came up have you a pass asked the rat hand up your pass the tin soldier did not speak but clung still tighter to his gun the boat rushed on the rat close behind Phew! how he gnashed his teeth and shouted to the bits of stick and straw stop him stop him he hasn't paid his toll he hasn't shown his pass but the current grew stronger and stronger the tin soldier could already see daylight before him at the end of the tunnel but he also heard a roaring sound fit to strike terror to the bravest heart just imagine where the tunnel ended the stream rushed straight into the big canal that would be just as dangerous for him as it would be for us to shoot a great rapid he was so near the end now that it was impossible to stop the boat dashed out the poor tin soldier held himself as stiff as he could no one should say of him that he even winced the boat swirled round three or four times and filled with water to the edge it must sink the tin soldier stood up to his neck in water and the boat sank deeper and deeper the paper became limper and limper and at last the water went over his head then he thought of the pretty little dancer whom he was never to see again and this refrain rang in his ears onward onward soldier for death thou canst not shun at last the paper gave way entirely and the soldier fell through but at the same moment he was swallowed by a big fish oh how dark it was inside the fish it was worse than being in the tunnel even and then it was so narrow but the tin soldier was as dauntless as ever and lay full length shouldering his gun the fish rushed about and made the most frantic movements at last it became quite quiet and after a time a flash like lightning pierced it the soldier was once more in the broad daylight and someone called out loudly a tin soldier the fish had been caught taken to market sold and brought into the kitchen where the cook cut it open with a large knife she took the soldier up by the waist with two fingers and carried him into the parlor 
where everyone wanted to see the wonderful man who had travelled about in the stomach of a fish but the tin soldier was not at all proud they set him up on the table and wonder of wonders he found himself in the very same room that he had been in before he saw the very same children and the toys were still standing on the table as well as the beautiful castle with the pretty little dancer she still stood on one leg and held the other up in the air you see she also was unbending the soldier was so much moved that he was ready to shed tears of tin but that would not have been fitting he looked at her and she looked at him but they said never a word at this moment one of the little boys took up the tin soldier and without rhyme or reason threw him into the fire no doubt the little goblin in the small box was to blame for that the tin soldier stood there lighted up by the flame and in the most horrible heat but whether it was the heat of the real fire or the warmth of his feelings he did not know he had lost all his gay colour it might have been from his perilous journey or it might have been from grief who can tell he looked at the little maiden and she looked at him and he felt that he was melting away but he still managed to keep himself erect shouldering his gun bravely a door was suddenly opened the draught caught the little dancer and she fluttered like a sylph straight into the fire to the soldier blazed up and was gone by this time the soldier was reduced to a mere lump and when the maid took away the ashes next morning she found him in the shape of a small tin heart all that was left of the dancer was her spangle and that was burnt as black as a coal End of section 13